I had gone through like depression. I had gone through being yeah. broke. I was like at the bottom. And I think mm-hmm. that's where the mindset change came from was like, I need to stop fucking around and acting like I'm something I'm not. You're listening to the Gangstar Creative Podcast, where we talk and share real strategies, real tactics, and real stories from me and my badass guests to help Gangstar creatives and artists like you thrive in both your business and life. And I'm your host, Ivana. I'm an artist, creative entrepreneur, speaker, and best-selling author. Are you ready to annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? If so, let's get it! Today's Gangstar creative guest is Allison Tanati, also known as Human, and she's an Oakland artist who creates art on every scale. Whether she is creating delicate visions on canvas or crushing massive walls with a spray can, she draws on the human condition to create colorful mashups of the abstract and figurative. Her unique freestyle process involves carving images out of spontaneous splashes, drips, and sprays, and her layered works can be seen on public streets and in galleries worldwide. She balances mural work and gallery exhibitions while collaborating with some of the world's top brands like Nike, Lyft, and Sony Music. Some of her gangstar accomplishments include painting the exterior and interior of her studio's huge historic building, doing a bike collab with Lyft, designing Pink's album artwork, designing the Nike shoe for the 2016 Rio Olympics, and also having her own Montana artist spray can. She is the true definition of a gangstar creative and my all-time favorite artist. And in this episode, we pull the curtain back to take a peek at her journey and the ins and outs of her creative business. So let's just get to it. All right. Hey, Allison, I'm so excited to have you on the Gangstar Creative Podcast. How are you doing today? I'm good. Just wearing a full-on suit and gloves and a mask, trying not (laughs) to get sick. I know that coronavirus is crazy, girl. Uh (laughs) I'm so excited to have you um, because you are my favorite artist. Um, I know I met you you once at um, a show you had in LA, and then Mm -hmm. um, I didn't get a chance to talk to you at the Not Real Art Conference, but I did send you a message. But literally, I've been following you since like day one. Um, I'll be a little creeper and share that. I've you know, been a fan of your art and you and your journey since like 2011, 2012. Um, I was, yeah, we have a very similar story. Like I was in college doing graph design and I had to like switch curriculums and took painting and fell in love with painting. And like one of the assignments was like to find like an artist that inspires you. And then that's how I discovered you. I don't remember how exactly. Yeah. And, um, so I was like, oh my gosh, I just love her work and her style. And, um, the fact that you were like a graph designer, web designer, we kind of have the same background. And like, mm-hmm. I ended up hating it and like felt more freedom <laughs> with painting. And uh-huh. like, that's kind of like with your story too. Um, How funny. Yeah. So yeah, this is like, I'm so honored to have you um, as a guest on this podcast. And oh, I'm well, so thank you grateful for, for your time. Me. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Um, so if you could tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, who is human and where did you get your start and where are you today? Ooh, that's, that's a lot of questions, actually. Yeah, um, so just kind of like a little <laughs> bit about yourself, you know, like. Sure, you, yeah. Yeah. So I, I grew up in the Bay Area in um, Northern California, right outside of Oakland. And um, yeah, I moved to uh, LA to go to school at UCLA. And that's kind of just where 
everything started was when I moved down to LA. Um, so I'm an artist. I paint murals. I paint canvases. I, I just stick my art on anything you throw at me, whether it's shoes or clothing or bikes, um, spray cans, I'll do it all. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and I enjoy all of it. And, uh, I started as a graphic designer slash web designer and um, through a whole series of things um, just ended up painting walls as my main thing and that's where I am today. That's awesome and can you share a little bit more about um, like what made you transition out of doing like graphic design or do you still find yourself doing those types of projects? Um, I don't. I no longer do any of that. And anytime anyone asks, I say no. <laughs> um, I, yeah, I just, uh, I spent a lot of time doing that. I never actually had a real office job. I've been freelancing pretty much all my life. Uh, well, not all my life, but all of my adult life. Um, and so, yeah, when I realized that I could make money as a graphic designer, which I was pretty much self-taught, um, I was just like, damn, I could turn this into a real business. So I tried to start up, well, I mean, I did start up a design studio where I was creating branding and web design identity stuff for companies. And oh, wow. um, yeah, and and also just like this like one-off websites for, because I was in LA, I, I ended up doing a lot of websites for um, entertainment um, mm -hmm. industry stuff. Um, a lot of them ended up being like B and C list celebrities, <laughs> like real, <laughs> reality show people. I did one for like a few bachelorettes. Um, so it was, it was interesting. Um, and That's still I ended, pretty cool I, though. <laughs> I grew to hate it, oh, <laughs> which, gotcha. which brings me to where I am now. Um, Cause I just, I've always had a passion for art and painting and um, I just never thought, I never saw it as like a viable career option. I just didn't think, you know, I thought the starving artist uh, stereotype was real and mm -hmm. I never actually saw anyone that, was making a living off of art not until mm -hmm. i got to la and got really into the art scene there because then i saw people that were traveling to create art all over the world i saw that they were having sold out shows i saw that being near it i was just like wow this is this is an actual thing that people do <laughs> with their lives and yeah. um so it became a big possibility for me and um, the more I was around that, the more I hated what I did. <laughs> Aside from the fact that I just already didn't like it. Like I hated, I don't think people are meant to sit behind computers for 14 to 16 hour days. And that's what mm -hmm. I was doing. Um, I just, it was, it just sucked. So um, yeah, so it's, it's hard to describe. And I've described this story so many times on so many different podcasts. I don't want to like mm -hmm. bore anyone who's listened to the same story a million times. But, um, but I guess it just, it came to a point where I just, I knew I had to pick something. It, it actually came to a point when I was working 
an office job for the very first time. It was my very first office job and only office job um, where I was getting a steady paycheck and I became really comfortable with that. And I was Mm -hmm. like, wow, I can actually do this for the rest of my life. And, um, (laughs) and this could be cool. And I don't have to worry about like finding clients or anything ever again. So I was coming to a point where it was like, well, I really like this. And if I could just like dive deep into this, I can create a role that will really make a difference in this company. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was cool too, because it's like, oh, I could actually like make an impact here and also right. get You're paid like regularly. more into it. Yeah. I was really into it. I really enjoyed what I was doing. And then at the same time, I started getting into murals around the same time and I was getting more and more opportunities and people were asking me to travel Mm -hmm. or like, even if I wasn't traveling, they wanted me to create work that would take say a week to do. And I can't do that if I'm sitting in an office somewhere. Exactly. Yeah. So it was a big decision to figure out, well, it was literally a fork in the road for me. <laughs> and um, and around, around that time, too, I had gotten a manager, and she was like, well, what's it going to be? I mean, she was still, like, willing to work with whatever I, I wanted to do. Yeah. But she was like, you got to make a decision. Cause you got to pick one. <laughs> you got to pick one. I was like, fuck. And um, so just it just so happened I was working on my ritual show in downtown LA and I was painting the walls and I get a phone call from my boss saying our entire team got laid off. Wow. A blessing. Yeah. I was just like, (laughs) I guess this is just what I'm going to do now. Yeah. And, and then, and even like, I mean, I knew it was what I was going to do, but I was like, well, I'm busy working on this. So I don't even have time to figure out what my backup plan is. Cause I was like in the middle of preparing for show too. Right. So I was just like, fuck it. I'll just deal with it later. Like, yeah, you're maybe, already in momentum. <laughs> yeah. I'm already in momentum. Like maybe after the show I could start like figuring out my next like job or whatever, mm-hmm. but the momentum just continued to pick up and I was just like, well, I guess this is just literally what I'm just going to keep doing. So I haven't stopped and that's where I am now. Gosh, that's the so crazy. <laughs> God was like, girl, I'm gonna make the decision for you. <laughs> right. Yeah. Cause I wasn't about to like, especially because before that I had been struggling so hard. I graduated from UCLA in 2008, like right when we were in the middle of the recession mm-hmm. and it was hard for everybody. Like, um, so marketing design, like those are usually the first things that companies get rid of right those are non-essential things for yeah a lot of companies is they're not going to invest in art or design they're just gonna wait you got photoshop (laughs) you could just (laughs) make we can just make it in-house we don't you know what i mean like yeah so it was i i came on to the whole design thing at a very very uncomfortable time and i was broke for a really long time so the idea of getting this check regularly was like okay this is it because finally I can breathe yeah right now I'm just in survival mode I don't care about becoming like a well-known artist who travels like I just want to survive and um 
but then yeah it was a blessing in disguise so really happy about it yeah and like now you're a freaking amazing well-known artist you've done such big collaborations and you have so many shows and you sell all your paintings and you're traveling you're doing everything like you had set out to do originally but didn't think it's uh-huh. gonna work out and you're probably right. you know doing more than you could have ever imagined so that is just so amazing so you do murals you do paintings on wood um but i think a lot of people recently probably see more of like your mural work is there mm-hmm. a one that you like do like better like whether it's murals or like paintings on canvas um, or and do you approach each differently or with like the same creative mindset? Uh, I do approach them differently, especially because most of the murals I've been getting in the last few years have been um, commissioned. Mm-hmm. Um, even if they're not commissioned, it is just a different process because by the time I, I start work on a wall, I've already got everything, right? I have my design, I have all my paint picked out, Mm -hmm. Um, it's, but in the studio, it's a lot more experimental. I'm like playing around with paint. I'm figuring out the direction. Um, and so by the time I get to a wall, all of that has already been figured out for me. Right. So as soon as I put paint to the wall, I guess, um, you know, all I have to do is basically just be a human printer (laughs) and print (laughs) this design that I've already come up with Mm -hmm. and in the studio it is a lot more personal most of the stuff I do on canvas isn't commissioned Um, Uh most of it is for like gallery shows and so a lot of it is just a very personal I want to say conversation with the artwork because I'm constantly figuring out does this look good does that look good and I'm Mm -hmm. erase I'm erasing (laughs) painting over and I'm just like fuck this I'm gonna do this and and so it's a lot and so and then also just being in the studio is a different experience because a lot of the time I am by myself in here so um so I could like drive myself mad with just I hate this oh this is Mm -hmm. ugly oh I don't want you know like and then I just really like get down on myself and um and at a wall like you're outside you're talking to people. Sometimes you're not, but yeah, it's it's just a whole different thing. It's like at a wall, it's like I got a job to do. I got five days to do it, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's it's more like a job. And so um, yeah, they're just two 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 different processes. But when it comes to the the design portion of when I create murals, mm-hmm. um, I do do a lot of that playing around with paint and experimentation first, but gotcha. that's all in, in the studio first. Right. And so, like I said, by the time I get on site, I had already worked it all out and figured gotcha. out, okay, this is where we're going with this. So you still kind of yeah. get that creative, um, uh, I do where you get to play around, but it's just not on site. Right. There's, I know, like, yeah. There's more steps to it. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that you like that kind of like organization like getting to the job and then just knowing like what you're doing up front because I know like you started out um just where you did a lot of like freestyle like that was kind of, uh-huh. that's really like your thing and you like to kind of just paint as you go mm-hmm. um, but I've noticed like as you've gotten into more like the bigger projects and the bigger uh, bigger murals that you mm-hmm. are more methodical and you it seems like you have more of a strategy when it comes to those 
Yeah, um, I enjoy both because the freestyle is still hands down my favorite part of it. Yeah. It's just, I don't have to think about anything. And it, there's something really nice about being able to just take paint straight to the canvas. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't typically start with sketches. Uh, for my entire career, I don't like to do that. Um, I don't know, because maybe it's just like an instant gratification thing. Like, I just want to see paint color now. <laughs> and then I just put it down. And yeah. Um, yeah, so that's always been my favorite part. But I do enjoy... Yeah, I do enjoy just painting big. Because um, then it's, I almost like just zone out because I'm just, I'm just literally just copying everything that I see on my design. Right. I'm just like, okay, here it is. And I don't have to think about it. Right. And um, it's nice. It's nice not yeah. to think all the time. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, but that, that's cool. It's, I was always interested to know that because I know like, because I've followed you for so long, like the whole like freestyle and, you know, going mm-hmm. as you go, painting as you mm-hmm. go was like your thing. And then just seeing how you've grown and transformed. Um, I was always curious mm-hmm. about that. So that's really yeah, cool. Yeah, the, fr- the freestyle's always been there. Yeah. 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 So you've done lots of murals, um, lots of projects, collaborations. And you t- shared with us a little bit about, you know, your transition from being kind of behind the computer and then just c- kind of being thrown into a full-time artist. What moment was like the turning point for you where you felt like you were successful in your career? Mm. Did it happen right away? Is it like more recently? No, it's, it's kind of been a gradual thing. I feel like every year for me has been better than the last. Mm-hmm. Sometimes like... Yeah, I'll just, I don't know, maybe because I'm just grateful for everything that comes my way. I'm just like, wow, that was really cool that I got to do this. And mm-hmm. it was really cool that I got to do that. So I don't, and also, I still don't feel like I'm where I'd like to be yet. Yeah, um, I think I we all kind of battle like, with that. <laughs> yeah, I still feel like I'm not there yet. And um and so, but I do know there is a moment that it's, it's more financial than anything because for so long, um, I had bad credit mm-hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I was broke and I was mm-hmm. like, I had back taxes and it was kind of a mess. Yeah. And, um, and I would just be praying for like a big break. Like, literally, like, just give me a break. Not, like, a break, like, the world is going to discover me, but break, like, as in I need a fucking break from, <laughs> from drowning from, like, all my yeah. bills and yada, yada. And, and yeah. I always had a um, – I always knew that I needed, like, one big gig. And that gig was NYX Cosmetics. Um, oh, yeah. I did a mural – that they ended up buying out like an unlimited license for so that they put the same mural in all their stores stores around the world. Yeah. (laughs) So So they had gotten bought out by L'Oreal that year. So they Mm -hmm. had all sorts of new money and they're just like, we're starting a retail store and we're going to open it in every major city. And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to be part of this. And, and then on top of that, we did a makeup collaboration as part of the opening of the store. 
And then on top of that, I painted their headquarters in El Segundo. And um, so it was just a whole involved thing. And, um, and actually not that hard on me work-wise um, because for the makeup palettes, and this was, I've done like product licensing before, mm-hmm. but for these makeup palettes, like it was just so easy because they basically just took a few pictures from my website and they were like, can we use these? And I'm like, yeah, it's done. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was easy and I was able to pay all my back taxes <laughs> and, um, and just do a lot of things that, that made me, helped me to catch up because I was, it was just bad. I had a bad credit score. It was just all over the place. So I was just so thankful for that. Yeah. Wow. That's, that's so cool. I mean, I feel like a lot of listeners are probably in the same boat. I know even for Mm -hmm. me, like Mm -hmm. I'm still trying to get, you know, my stuff together. And so just Mm -hmm. even hearing that is inspiring me. And also I'm sure I'm inspiring any of those who are listening and in in the same spot, you know, and I'm Mm -hmm. so excited and happy for you that that happened. I remember when that came out I was like, wow, this is so cool. And how you got to have like the makeup palettes and yeah. and that by itself was already super exciting because I had always wanted to do a makeup thing. Like that was just on my list of yeah, just cool shit I wanted to do. So to have that be the thing was really, really exciting for me. So you do a lot of um, licensing deals. And so I was mm-hmm. wondering if you find licensing, you know, more rewarding. Was it like really confusing at first? I remember you saying like at the Not Real Art Conference, like your first licensing deal with North Face was a big mm-hmm. lesson for you. And then, you know, you've gotten obviously a lot more licensing deals and your most recent one with Forever 21, like what? That is huge. Yeah. So I'm just interested in knowing like, um, is that something that you feel that is rewarding for you? Do you feel like you haven't mastered now with all the deals that you've had? Can you tell us a little bit more about um, that? I just, I feel like I, I'm just a little wiser because I, I just work, I just, I don't know. I just work with a lot of clients. So I do have to look at a lot of agreements all the time. Um, I, and I recently in the last year or two uh, started working um, with this with this attorney named Ilya who actually spoke at the not real art conference. So he's been a good person to have just on my team to help me go through like every big, well, literally every contract I have to look through, I send it to him to like review. (laughs) Um, And he helps break it down for me. He's actually helped a lot of artists um, like Logan Hicks and, and a lot of other, he's got a lot of art clients. Um, and he's helped to, if you've ever seen anything about um, big companies like H&M or Mercedes-Benz or any of those things, and they've like fucked over artists in some way, um, he's yeah. probably been one of the guys to uh, be on the artist side. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, so just knowing that um, I can rely on him for like legal stuff has been really helpful. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, just getting the right, like, just getting the right people to like help you, you know, cause I, I was also under the impression that I had to do it all myself, which is not true. Like if people 
I think most creatives feel that way. Yeah, yeah. Especially because, I mean, as a creative, we're we're used to doing everything ourselves. We're very hands-on. So we're like, well, I don't need to pay this person to do this when I could just do it myself. (laughs) And then you end up biting yourself in the ass because you don't, I I don't know anything about legal. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) And, you know, and it, and even if you do have to pay a little bit more to, to have someone like look over everything and make sure you're winning everything (laughs) and be and be in your corner, then I would say it's worth it because if you end up getting fucked over, then that could be a really big expensive mistake. So yeah, it's really important to have people like that. And also I think your question was, um, do I find like the licensing stuff fulfilling yeah, rewarding. It's cool. I feel like it's more like a perk. And it's mm. all, it's definitely another source of income. Yeah. But <laughs> I wouldn't say it's like, it's just cool. It's cool. Like for anyone to see their thing that they designed on like a product that's being sold in stores, that's like super mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I wouldn't say it's the most fulfilling. I don't know. It's just, it's just another cool thing. Ah, but gotcha. my goal has always been to, I don't know, make cool shit <laughs> and, just, <laughs> and just, and it doesn't necessarily mean like on products. Mm-hmm. I think when I think of licensing my stuff on products, I think it's just like another cool way to get my stuff in the world and into people's hands. Mm-hmm. And for that, I really like it. But I always just have these like bigger ideas of where I want to go with my art. And I think that's the more fulfilling stuff in my opinion. Ah, uh, gotcha. So would you say, yeah. well, does most of your business, would you say come from commissions or like commission murals, um, like your personal work or would be like the licensing? Like how does that look? Um, more commissions, probably the commission mural work for sure. Yeah. Cool. Cause just, I've heard just commissions in general. Stories. Like, Oh, like what? Like some people like rely on the licensing, you know, um, mm-hmm. some people just rely solely on their commissions. So mm-hmm. with you having a lot of um, licensing deals with a lot of big companies, I'm curious to know if like that's, you know, something that you always want to have, like at least 30% of your income or, you know, half of it, or you just kind of like, just let that come as it goes and you focus more on like commission. I feel like I should be focusing more on the licensing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, cause when it does come around, it's like usually pretty good. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm sure if I focused on it more, I'd be fucking, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be just like burning through like stacks of cash or something. Yeah. I just balling out the gym. <laughs> yeah. I just, um, I, maybe just cause I don't focus on it as much. Like if mm-hmm. it just comes around and I'm like, cool, like let's do it. But, um, I probably should. Now that you're saying that, I'm like, fuck, I guess yeah, I'm girl. Be focusing. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. the portfolio for it. Like, I'm sure now you yeah. can, like, get what, who, like, work with whoever you want to work with, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I guess, because I'm just so focused on, like, working. I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. So it's just sometimes I'm just, like, tunnel vision on, like, yeah. the one thing I'm working on. And, and that's it. But yeah. How do you um, get your clients or customers or get like projects books? Like, do you have, do you do outreach? Do you do any marketing? Like what's your way? Is it all just referral or people just now just come to you? Like, what does that look like? These days, um, for the last few years, it's just been 
people that have come to me directly, mm. um, which is nice. It's a good like position to be in. I am trying to do more outreach on my own, like uh, doing proposals for different things. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it's pretty much people find me through other things. I've just, I've been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think people just, I don't know, find my walls somewhere and figure out how to get a hold of me. Or um, I just, I do have a good working relationship with a lot of my clients. So sometimes people from a company that I've worked with will move on to another company and be like, Hey, can you work for us over here and do something cool Mm -hmm. for us for this company that I'm now working for? So, um, a lot of it is just like word of mouth and just having a good reputation with clients. And, um, yeah, because I, and I think people really underestimate how important it is to have a good working relationship with people a lot yeah. of artists can be divas. <laughs> I've seen it <laughs> firsthand. And I'm like, that's not a good look because yeah. people just aren't going to want to work with you that way. And, or even um, refer you. Or, or they'll like, you. somebody or, asked them like, oh, hey, you worked with that human girl, right? Like, what was right. that like? And I'm like, uh, <laughs> don't, yeah, you know, like you don't want to leave that kind of impression on people. And with a lot of artists, there is a lot of entitlement and I've done this and I've worked with this person. So you got to treat me this way. And Mm -hmm. I never, ever see it that way. Like, yeah, you can't expect everyone to know who you are (laughs) or to treat or to treat you like, you know, a queen or a king. Yeah, Um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. And then, oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying, dang, girl, it's really cool. Like, um, you know, you have it now where people just come to you. You're not doing, you don't have to like go out to people, but I know that's something like a big thing that a lot of creatives and artists struggle with is like, Ooh. how do I get my clients or customers? How do I get right. projects? But um, were you well, doing before that? Uh, was it something different that you were, you had a different approach? Um, like to get clients and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, I think in the beginning, and I legit Googled in the beginning. I was like, how do you get clients? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how does anyone get a client? Um, <laughs> but it, a lot of it is just, you just got to keep working, man. Like you got to, mm-hmm. even if it's not paid, I mean, like there is something as much as I hate the whole like work for exposure thing. Yeah, there are definitely if you see an opportunity where maybe you might not get paid that much, but a lot of people are going to see this, take it if you're like in the very beginning of your career. Um, but also, you know, stand your ground and make sure you're getting paid for what you're worth. But also, I mean, there's just some sacrifices you're going to have to make in the beginning to be seen. Mm-hmm. And um take advantage of those opportunities and even if it's a cool project and someone can't afford to pay you but you want to be involved with something and it and this project helps make you and your work look good yeah take it um and I think a lot of people these days because of probably because of social media (laughs) they have an idea of 
what an artist should be getting or what kind of lifestyle an artist should have or I don't know. So they they already act in a sort of entitled way. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say humble yourself, number one. <laughs> and number two, um, just do what you want. Like, just just go after things, even if it doesn't pay, because that's going to be your calling card for the next thing. And even mm-hmm. if the next thing doesn't pay, that's going to be your calling card for the next thing. And eventually, those people who didn't pay you, they might think of you again and be like, hey, we got a budget now. I'm working over here. And, yeah, you know, so it's, uh, I don't want to say work for no pay, but maybe work for no pay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I totally get what you're saying. Like, I yeah. always tell creatives, too, it's like, I'm totally against like, you know, people say like work for exposure, but like, if it makes sense to you, if you feel, if you really genuinely believe like something will come out with it, if you feel from yeah. it, or if like, you feel like you're going to grow from it. I mean, I even at, at the very least, if you do work for free, I always tell creatives, like at least get like a testimonial or a referral mm-hmm. or both, yeah. you know, cause then that, yeah. you can use that and leverage that because you right. know, that's kind of like your, the word of mouth, at least, you know, totally. have them shoot a video, write something out saying, you mm-hmm. know, working with so-and-so artists was great. This is what it did for my company or my business or my home or whatever it is. Um, yeah. so that you're still at least winning a little bit, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And also just because you're going to work for free doesn't mean that you have to um, be a doormat for these people either. Oh yeah. Because you, you can still stand your ground and be like, look, I'm, I'm giving you this work for free, but mm-hmm. you know, you're, we're going to have to work out a sort of agreement where you're, you're going to give X amount of social media posts where you're promoting me or like, even if, yeah. if there is no money involved, I think there should be an agreement made between both parties just so Absolutely. that it's going to be mutually beneficial. Mm-hmm. And, um, and also be aware that if you are giving something away for free, um, you got to be aware if, some, if the other party is trying to get more from you, like, oh, well, this person's doing this. I bet I can get them to do this. Like... You got to know when to stand your ground and be like, no. So, yeah, yeah. you have to stick up for yourself. And I feel like that's really hard for um, a lot of creatives just because, you know, a lot of creatives are introverts. They don't know how to speak up and stand up for themselves. They're not really sure about, you know, how to even handle the business side, which is why I, you know, am starting the Gangstar Creative Movement in this podcast is to speak to awesome artists like you Mm -hmm. who can share, you know, their, their tactics and strategies and experience. And look, I'm, I'm, I lean a little bit more introverted myself. Mm -hmm. And like, I guess I could say, you could say like, I'm a extroverted introvert. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'd rather not be the one talking, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, if I'm put in that position where I have to, um, represent myself, then yeah, I'm mm-hmm. going to have to like speak for myself and say, Hey, this is what I need. Um, because also I think with introverts, there is a lot of like, but I'm like this and it's like, okay, but you don't, you got to do what you got to do. You, you got to, you got to do what you got to do. Like, yeah, we're, we're adults here. <laughs> so <laughs> You got to speak for yourself. Like, even if you're shy, just, you gotta, 
if you're trying to run your own thing, that's just requirement number one is to be able to to talk to your clients. So, yeah, yeah. I always call it, um, turning on my extroverted switch and like practicing that, you know, that's what, that's what I have (laughs) to do all the time. So what's your, um, methods for pricing, like your services, commissions, or even your murals? Mm, Well, I don't even know how I got to my pricing. I know a few times it's like started somewhere. And then (laughs) there've been times where I'm working with a client and I'm like, what is your budget for this? Mm -hmm. And then they tell me how much they're willing to pay. Mm -hmm. And then, so then from that point, I'm like, all right, well, I guess this is my new, (laughs) this is, (laughs) this is where my baseline is now. Yeah, And that's also helped me to just like understand what like the rate, the the average rate is, Mm -hmm. is just, um, yeah, like, well, and I guess because I've had the opportunity to work with some of these bigger companies who are able to be more transparent about that. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I've gotten my rate is through some of those projects where I'm just like, how much are you guys trying to pay me? Um, and then I just go from there. Uh, but, and I know that's like not very good advice, but, <laughs> um, but I mean, that's just how it's worked for me. Uh-huh. And, um, and then also, I don't know, it's just been really like trial and error. Like, but you don't oh, have like a set method. You just kind of go for the what's your budget? And then kind of go for right. like, well, hey, well, and, their budget and, isn't good or the budget's great. Like, yeah. let me just stick to that. Yeah. So that's how it was in the beginning. But now I have a better idea of how much I charge per mural, per square footage. Mm-hmm. Um, Would you be open but, to sharing that? No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't share the numbers. Um, however... Yeah, no, sorry. I don't share the numbers, but I can tell you that I do charge um, sometimes just for the design, um, design like ideation portion of like say a mural gig. Mm-hmm. Um, so like if they're still unsure, if they even want to put a mural on their building, I'm like, I'm going to charge you X amount for um, a design and then, uh, and then we can go from there. And then that can also act as their deposit. So right. that will that will be like a portion of like the grand total. Mm-hmm. Um, so usually I do a deposit first, and then right before um, I like start, or right before I take off to like do this mural, I'll take another portion of the total, and then another portion at the very end. So you do like three, um, yeah, I do three. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yeah. I always, some people, some artists don't do any deposit and I'm like, no, like you gotta get a little bit (laughs) something up front because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Definitely, you know, have those agreements in place too. Mm -hmm. You can't like just go off of a handshake. Um, Mm because you never know who's just gonna like disappear on you. Yeah. So yeah. So true. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have a team or do you outsource at all? And if so, how many people do you have on your team and what are their roles? 
Um, I have two other people on my team. So my brother is like, I don't want to, I don't want to just call him my assistant because mm-hmm. he's so much more than that. He helps he, you build things, right? <laughs> he helps me build things. He like literally like he's like he does like fabrication for me but he also travels with me and paints my murals with me um he photographs everything he does all my shipping um so he's like he like i guess he's like a studio manager um Mm -hmm. because he's also here to like receive all my packages he's like he does a lot of stuff in here when i'm not like around yeah um and then i also have um my assistant Soraya who I think you were in contact with yeah and um yeah she does all my like administrative stuff and my emails and my booking my travel and like making reservations for lifts and buying paint and everything that does a little stuff (laughs) yeah all the little the little big stuff (laughs) little big stuff yeah she like has direct like um She's the one who answers all my emails for just basically like any inquiries or anything. She's yeah. she's the one who helps like filter everything for me. When and did yeah, you? So it's, just, um, it's just those two. Okay. When did you feel like you needed that help? Was it like did you always have someone helping you, or was it just like okay, you just had kind of had this epiphany like okay, I really can't do all this by myself. Let me bring my brother in. Oh my god, for years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for years. Um, I got really lucky with my brother. Uh, we yeah, started for working sure. together, I think, in 2015. So I moved back to the Bay Area, like end of 2014, early 2015. Um, and so he was up here, didn't have a job, but he's so smart and so handy. I was just like, well, you're just going to work for me then. <laughs> and he was so cool it, with it. <laughs> well, it started with him just like helping me on a few meals. Yeah. And then I remember I did some like wood cutouts for my show like years ago. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I was cutting, I was cutting everything by myself, like with all my tools come to find out he like is like he knows all about that and he took like wood cutting classes and and you had no idea (laughs) and I was just like so you just let me look like a fool (laughs) 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 you let me do that on my own so um so once I figured out that he could do all that I was like all right cool are you going to be doing this and so now we've got a really good workflow where he'll figure out a need for something and he's like well I'll build this so we can get this on here and Mm -hmm. um he's like built crates for me and uh he yeah he does it all so um so that was really easy so we've been working together since beginning of 2015 and then Soraya we just started working together um last year and I needed someone like her for years (laughs) yeah since the very beginning, I'm like, fuck, like, I just need someone to, like, handle all yeah, of this clear stuff. your mind <laughs> of all the little clear stuff. Clear my mind so I could actually paint. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I had gone through a few different people before her. Mm-hmm. Um, I had, like, interns. I had, I had hired some other assistants. And it just didn't work out. It just didn't seem like a good fit. Mm-hmm. Um, and I met her just through a friend when... 
I told this mutual friend, I was like, oh my God, I put a uh, listing on Craigslist and I'm mm -hmm. getting hella weird responses. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't want to work with any of these people. She's like, oh girl, I have, I have someone. She's like one of my best friends. Like she could work with you. And um, her name happened to be Soraya, which is my daughter's middle name. So I was just like, Aww. oh my God, like maybe this is a sign. And so she's been, she's been great. Oh, that's good. Mm -hmm. I've noticed too that you've, um, when you were towards the tail end of your pregnancy, you outsourced a couple murals to other people. I was interested to yeah. know like what that process, what, did, what does that look like? Like, how do you even do just, that when? Just one. Oh no, two. I did two. I forgot about yeah. that. That was in the, because I did one in the beginning of my pregnancy and then one at the end. Um, well, the one at the beginning, I had signed on to do this project. And I had to tell them when I was three months pregnant, I'm like, look, I'm not going to be able to do this anymore. Sorry. Bye. <laughs> and they were just like, oh, well, we already like really wanted it. We've been planning for it. And, and so they were the ones who suggested that what if we got, you know, people to paint it for you? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God. Um, well, that's frightening. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, because no one can do what I do. Like no one can do right. you better than you. Right. Yeah. 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 And then they did it and I was like, oh shit, I guess, <laughs> I guess you can't do my style. Um, so that was funny. And it was, it was great too. Cause I went over there, uh, to kick off the project and I kind of gave them like a little, not workshop, but I just, I kind of gave them like a little guidance on, okay, this is how I like to paint this part. And so I was like kind of showing them what I do. Mm -hmm. And um, luckily- like training they, them. I was training them and they, they already were familiar with my work, which is great. And they're just like, oh, we know how your stuff looks. Like <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna mimic that. And, mm -hmm. um, yeah, and they were able to mimic my mock-up, like, pretty much, like, almost exactly. And uh, so that was crazy. <clears throat> so then uh, that ended up being a success. And then I was about to do, or this next mural, which was in downtown Oakland, um, they really wanted that mural. And I was just like, you guys need to just wait, like, a couple months. <laughs> so I could just paint it myself and they really right. really wanted it and so I got my buddy Vogue who's a legendary graph writer from Oakland like he's a legend like the fact that I even he was even able to help me out was like a miracle for mm -hmm. me at least because I was like so happy because there was no one I would have wanted to do it like but him like if he right. couldn't do it then I would have just been like sorry sorry can't um, do it yeah, because he, he does photorealism so well, mm -hmm. and he worked off of my mock-up. Like, we, we sat down, and I was like, these are the colors that I'd use here, here, and here. And so we spent a lot of time just, like, prepping for it. Mm -hmm. And um, so to see him, like, just copy that, like, exactly, it was insane. And, um, yeah, so... It was cool, but it was also like that 
I really have been wanting like a big mural in downtown Oakland. So I was kind of bummed that like I wasn't the one to like paint most of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it's still my design and I still painted it in my studio. But uh, yeah, so I don't know. I don't know how much I would be like outsourcing like that in the future. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like a necessary thing. Yeah. That I needed to do, but that, that um, thankfully still worked out at the end. That thankfully it like. still worked out, but I do like being involved with my stuff and just yeah. like being part of it, or else I don't really feel ownership over it. Like that mm-hmm. piece, like I love the piece, but when I see it, I'm just like, oh, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't really, like, yeah. I don't really don't have feel that connection like, to it. <laughs> I don't have the connection. I didn't spend like two weeks with it. Yeah, like they did. So, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a little different. Gotcha. Wow. That's so, that's so interesting. Do you have like a, um, do you have, do you still have a manager or work through an agency at all? Or do you no. find that like you just work best managing yourself or I manage what's your experience myself. been like? I, so I had a manager from 2013 to 2015 or 16, 2016. So I had a manager for three years and that was good while it lasted um she's amazing mm-hmm. her name's Heidi um she's still very much um involved in like the, the art industry and stuff um yeah. but I just I'm so involved like I need to be able to see every conversation and like I just want to be hands-on like <laughs> I want to be very hands-on mm-hmm. and so um and I have an idea of like, I don't know. I just, I just, I have a hard time just like letting things just like go without me, like having some sort of control over it. Maybe I'm a control freak, but, um, but also, yeah, I just, I just felt like there wasn't really a need anymore, especially because I found myself talking directly to the client a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, but so kind of getting was, rid of like the middleman almost even though they were yeah. supposed to kind of lead it. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't have a manager. I don't have an agent. Um, luckily, like I said, I am in a position where people come to me with projects. And I have had agents, like, find projects for me, but I uh, we don't have, like, a, like, agent, like, client relationship in that way. These have been, like, it's one-off like on gigs. The, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So like I've had people from agencies that are like, Hey, I have a gig for you. Would you like to do this? And then they would get like a percentage, but, Mm -hmm. um, but they are not my, like, they're not typically like representing me. Like I don't have an exclusive like agent anywhere. Gotcha. Um, Yeah. Um, and I only had like all yourself. I'm just doing it all myself. Yeah. (laughs) And, um, but then it's like not so hard because like, as it stands right now, like I said, like I do get a lot of people coming to me. And so now I just leave it up to my assistant to like filter through organize it. Organize it. Yeah. And organize <laughs> it. And that's really all we really need. Cause I manage everything I have. Oh, I have something called Freed Camp. Are you familiar? Freed Camp? I'm not sure. Yeah. Or are you familiar with Base Camp? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, oh, so, so just some task management so free, software. We use yeah, Asana. Yeah, so Freed Camp is free. <laughs> and, ah. um, yeah, <laughs> but I think I pay for it now because I had to like 
I don't know. Use more of the features. Use or, more of the yeah. features or something. I ended up paying for it anyway. But yeah, I use that a lot to manage like Soraya's tasks and my brother's mm-hmm. tasks, just so we're all on the same page. So um, that's been really helpful. So that's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you have any um, mentors or coaches along the way in your career? No. Um, no, not really. I mean, I would say like Heidi was like a little bit of a coach. Mm-hmm. She um, she had like been around the art scene in LA for a while as a publicist. And so um, it was like nice getting to know part of the LA art scene through her. <clears throat> yeah. But no, I haven't really had like a coach or whatever. Um, I do just like have a lot of peers where sometimes I'll see something they're doing mm-hmm. and I'm like, how'd you do that? <laughs> how'd you yeah. get to do this? And, <laughs> like, and actually my ritual um, project where I shadowed other artists and musicians mm-hmm. and performers, that was almost like me trying to find out how people did what they do. Yeah, for sure. Like I was really interested in people's um, studio practices and yeah. And um, so that was almost like my own little, like, like shadow program. I was just trying to figure out like, and try to, I was trying to take some of that energy for myself. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. I I mean, I feel like in a way, like your friends and the people in the community and the manager at one point, they still kind of acted as mentors. Like you have people that you can go to when you need, you needed help. Yeah, totally. And I also, for a long time, I, uh, I think I was afraid to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Um, And maybe at one point I was like a bit competitive. So like, Uh... I felt like, oh, I don't want to ask for help. And also like your competition. Like I had like a, very, <laughs> had a little ego. <laughs> I had a maybe a little ego, but maybe also just like, just not the right mindset. And right. as soon as I let go of that, I was just like, yeah, like it's a community. Like we need to be helping each other. And yeah. Um, yeah. And I think, I think that ego was more because I was more insecure about mm-hmm. where I was. Like I was not, a successful artist I so people that were above me I was more intimidated by so then and I don't know where that changed maybe it was because like I did go through like a very big transformation at one point and maybe you've heard it on the things that I've like talked about before about my story about becoming h-u-e-m-a-n human mm-hmm um I had gone through like depression I had gone through being broke I was like at the bottom and I think Mm -hmm. that's where the mindset change came from was like I need to stop fucking around and acting like I'm something I'm not Mm -hmm. and I need to humble myself and ask for help where I need it because obviously I'm broke and I ain't shit (laughs) so (laughs) um you know like you yeah it was a really good life lesson for me. And, um, and from there, I just started making friends with other artists on, on a legit just friend level. Like, hey, yeah. like, I like what you're doing. And 
and now I enjoy your company and we're friends and you know, and it's not even mm -hmm. about networking. It's just about like becoming Connecting. friends. Yeah. Yeah. And literally <laughs> being human and connecting with people in your community yeah. um, and not being so like closed off. Cause like, like I said, I am, I do lean more like introverted. So like, I think a lot of it was also just being shy and mm -hmm. just convincing myself that I didn't need anyone. Yeah. When really like, sometimes you just got to open yourself up. For sure. I feel mm -hmm. like we all can relate to that. I know I can yeah. for sure. Um, and it's so cool. I mean, you making that self-discovery and obviously that's mm -hmm. worked out for you in the long run. So <laughs> thanks. I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're doing, you're not trying, you're doing girl. <laughs> How do you think we as a creative community can annihilate the status quo of the starving artist? as a community, um, just keep by keeping ourselves educated. Um, and just helping each other and supporting each other. Uh, yeah. I, I like to subscribe to the idea that if one person's shining, we're all shining. Mm -hmm. Um, I that whole competitive thing that I was talking about was like such an old part of me that was like yeah a, de a decade ago or more like I don't even think that way anymore and yeah um and so it's hard for me to like because artists do have egos and artists do get jealous and um mm -hmm. we need to be supporting each other and um if there's a project that I feel like doesn't fit me like I will, I definitely refer people That's like, awesome. yeah, like I'm not trying to hoard everything for myself. <laughs> like I, yeah. I do feel That's like when we're, be. when one person is thriving, like we all thrive and mm -hmm. um, yeah. And then just asking questions and not being an asshole <laughs> and, um, and just being, just being nice and supportive to everyone in your community. I think that's the first good step. Of them. <laughs> yeah. But also, um, answer your emails. <laughs> it's oh, like, wow. it's like, it, that's, that's one that you could just like take and put it in your pocket. Cause I like, I don't want to be so abstract about just like helping each other, but like straight up answer your emails. Like I know so many artists that, and it's driven me crazy because I have referred a lot of my own friends for projects. Mm -hmm. And then those same curators or directors or whoever's running the project, they'll be like, Allison, like, what the hell? Like I sent so-and-so an email and I'm trying to give them this yeah. project. That makes you look bad. <laughs> and it makes me look bad. But yeah. also this same person is complaining about how they have no money. And I'm like, girl, boy, yeah. whoever, like, <laughs> just answer your damn email and maybe things might happen for you. For real. And maybe more, <laughs> and maybe more people might want to work with you. Um, yeah. So, yeah, because also, like me, like, artists have tunnel vision and they're like, but I'm working on this thing and I don't have time to get back to this. And it's like, but you have, you do, you have time to mm -hmm. just shoot back an email. Um, so, answer your emails. <laughs> that's, that's great advice. Great advice. Um, you're a new mom. 
which mm-hmm. is so exciting. Congratulations. She Thank is such you. a beauty. Aww. Her name's Sophie, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I see your Insta stories of her. It's just so adorable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, you're, on my, you're on my personal yeah. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I keep her I keep her off of my, my You're like, wait, one. how do you how did you see her? <laughs> yeah. No, I, I know you're on there. Yeah. Cool. Um, um but yeah, I mean that's that's so awesome that you've been able to still continue, you know, doing your work and still be a mom and manage everything even up until like you had her. I mean, how has mm-hmm. that changed the hustle for you? Oh, it's it's made me more of a hustler, actually. Yeah. Um it's also harder it's so hard trying to balance. Like I completely get why people are like, I'm going to be a stay at home mom because that's a job. That is a (laughs) whole job. And, um, it's just, I have so much more respect for moms. I have more respect for my mom. God, I must've been such an asshole as a kid. Just like, (laughs) like thinking now, I'm just like, Oh God, I really hope Sophie like grows to appreciate everything we do because this is hard. Um, yeah. It's not, it's not easy, but um, it's definitely made me work harder. And my friend uh, who's Chilean, he said that there's a, I don't know what the saying is, but he says it translates to, there's a saying in Chile that translates to, every baby is born with a loaf of bread under their under their arm basically saying that if you have a kid like that you'll find a way to provide Mm -hmm. like yeah and i've found that to be so true um and crazy last year i didn't travel as much nearly as much um i stayed home most of the time and I was pregnant, but yet mm-hmm. I made the most money I ever made last year while I was That's pregnant. So cool! It's, wow. it's crazy. It's crazy, and um, and this year I feel like I'm just I'm just like getting blown up with all these projects, mm-hmm. and I feel like um, I feel like a lot of it. A lot of my productivity comes from her because now, so we have a nanny and um, if we didn't have a nanny, then there'd be no way I could work because it's impossible. (laughs) Um, But we have a nanny now. And so I see that as, okay, the nanny is going to be here from this time to this time. So I got to work my ass off for these hours. There's no fucking (laughs) around anymore because we're paying her. So I'm just like, if I'm just pushing myself in my rolly chair, like all day long in the studio and twiddling my thumbs, like that's just, I'm burning money. So I have (laughs) to make sure that I come into the studio and I get shit done. And, um, and so that's really like, she's like lit a fire under my ass. So it's, it's, it's really cool. Cause also it helps to structure my day too. Cause Mm -hmm. my nanny's there from like, like 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. and mm-hmm. um, so you get those working hours. Yeah, I've got regular hours, mm-hmm. and I take lunch at a regular time, <laughs> and um, and it makes things a lot not easier, but uh, structure. It's just brought structure to my life, yeah. which is which is really nice. Wow, that's awesome! Thanks yeah. for sharing all of that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so my final question, or cutting up close for time, um, what's what's next for human? What's next for you? What can our listeners look forward to? Um, I'm going to be in a music video. <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Can you um, say who? Or uh, I don't know if I can yet. I don't think so. Um, but I like was painting just... in a music video? <laughs> Or yeah. like just like in the background dancing and well, having so fun. Well, so I actually painted. It's a dude. I painted this guy's like car, and then he wanted me to be in the music video. And then I hated the thing I made for the video, so I actually went back and painted it again. Um, so <laughs> yeah, so I'm in. The, but I mean, maybe I don't make a make the cut. Who who knows? But <laughs> I did. I did see a cut of the video last time I was in LA and I made it. So we'll see they haven't released yet. Um, so there's that. And then I designed a shoe. Wait, I don't know if about I, that? I can't say anything about that. Never okay. mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so there's right. a lot of stuff. It yeah. sucks because like, so much of what I work on is so confidential. So like, yeah. I can't really post anything online. Oh, so like, I don't know if, would... if you saw like my random ass, like AR thing where I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, You're like what can I only... post now? Yeah, what can I post today? Cause I can't really post anything. Um, yeah. Or I'm just like throwing, like I'm posting like throwbacks and just, um, but yeah, but I got a lot of stuff that's, yeah, that's brewing. You'll see soon, and then, and then um, just more murals, more mural commissions. Um, I was in Boston recently, and they couldn't figure. Like, this is the first time this happened, but I flew all the way to Boston just to find out that they didn't have everything ready for me, so I had to mm. fly back home. <laughs> And I was just like, I was so upset because I'm like, I got a kid. I'm just yeah. like, I'm not here to go to the museum, but which I did. But I was just like, I got shit to do. And, um, but yeah, they so didn't I'm let you be, know ahead of time. That's crazy. Well, they didn't know until I got there, and I was like, this isn't gonna work. And oh, gotcha. and then they couldn't figure it out in time, and I was like, well, I gotta go back home. And um, yeah, but. So I do have some things in Boston coming up, but then I emailed them and I was like, so what's up with Boston? And they're like, well, it's crazy out here because <laughs> of the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, oh my God, it is. Cause I don't know anything that's happening over there. And I Google Massachusetts, they declared a state of emergency. Oh, so, um, so yeah, so it's, it's weird. Like, I have a few things like kind of hanging in limbo now because of the COVID-19 stuff. Mm -hmm. um, it's, it's really, it's really affecting everyone on every level. It's kind of crazy. I know. So like my husband, um, he works in finance and he's just like, like just swamped with work oh, and like, gosh. I might not be traveling for a lot yeah. of the things that I have. It's just, it's, it's a lot. So. Everything's getting canceled. Every, like, Everything's I'm, getting canceled. Yeah, I keep telling my husband, I'm not like really scared of the virus itself. I'm just scared of like what it's doing to like the whole world and how it's yeah. like yeah. impacting, you know, our life and our experiences. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then even if we don't show symptoms, 
um, we could be carriers and then give it to someone. <laughs> like I got elderly parents, like I'm not trying to get them sick without right. me knowing it, right? Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a whole thing. So even though I have a lot to look forward to, I don't know how realistic some of these projects are right now. So right, like as far as we'll timeline see. goes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for all that's to come and I can't wait to see everything when you do share it. Um, but I want to thank you so much for being on the Gangstar Creative Podcast with me and spending your time with me and sharing all your experience and knowledge with my audience. Um, is there anything else that you would like to share with them? Um, and also where can our listeners find you and follow you? Um, I don't know what else I'd like to share. Maybe just, um, follow me on Instagram at eight, yeah. at, at human, <laughs> <laughs> at, at human, H-U-E-M-A-N underscore, or my website, humannature.com. It's H-U-E-M-A-N nature.com. Uh, don't follow me on Twitter because I'm never on there. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's it. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, thank you. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, listen to a couple more episodes, and share it with a fellow Gangstar creative. I would also be forever grateful if you left a review letting me know what you loved and what you'd like to hear more of. And as a thank you for leaving me a review, I'll gift you both my 10 ways to create a Gangstar brand PDF and five ways to boost your online sales PDF. Just screenshot your review and DM me the picture on Instagram at Devonna Stimson and I'll send it right over to you. Until next time, cheers to annihilating the status quo of the starving artist.